podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Longest ever international break. Last one of the season in the books. Let's look hard. I feel I feel so neglectful. We didn't pot after the free hit week. Yeah, you know, like sometimes heroes have to take a week off. Also, you know, (laughs) heroes. That's fucking. That's rich. So we both free hit last game week. This was about four or five weeks ago. Game week thirty one. How'd you do? I mean. I don't know how much time we have to spend on this, but I feel like I could summarize it by both by saying we both picked absolutely awful teams. We both captained Salah, and we both had significant green arrows. So, fine. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I, I just really was off on the Palace-Huddersfield game. I thought there would be goals there. And then I was also pretty off on the Stoke-Everton game. I thought that would be like a 1-0 to one of the sides. I mean, I went in heavy on double... Everton and double stoke defense, and then that's like fucking two one, such a nightmare with the red card and all that nonsense. Yeah, not but, having PBA was. We both like took him out. I feel like the day before was bad, and I had triple yeah. Everton defense. When Chaz Adam picked up that red, I was like, I'm I'm good to go. Like this is yeah. fucking let's go. Yeah, that was unfortunate, but like. With PVA, it was just I, I wanted to back kind of what I thought yeah. would happen in the games. And I, I really thought that the Palace game would be more of like a 3-2. I thought there would be a lot of goals there because our defense, I mean, we got Mama back, and obviously that makes such a big difference. But it's still just like very ragtag bunch with no experience playing together in the back four. And Huddersfield, I mean, they've been bad, but I always th- feel like they press and play pretty decently at home, especially against kind of bottom table opposition. But They were Hutter- so bad. I wish I watched more than zero of their games over the last month because Steve Mounier is hot garbage. He's terrible. I don't he, know how he's keeping Depoitre out of the team, he, but he is so bad. He looks good sometimes on highlights. That's the greatest trick the devil ever played or whatever. Is like you watch highlights of like a game where he scores a goal and it looks like he like creates a bunch of other chances, hits the bar, like he's strong, he's pretty quick, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, when you watch him for 90 minutes, it's just like, holy shit, dude. What the fuck is going on here? What? How? How is this happening? Yeah, not good. But yeah, like you said, I mean, we both had Stan in. That goal is big for us. But really other than that, goal. I mean, it was just the Liverpool players we basically already had. Yeah, and I mean, I lost points on my Liverpool players because I put Firmino in for Rabo, so that was great. But, That's ridiculous. But I mean, ninety nine for me, you, you you hit over a ton. Like I, I'm up to nineteen k right now, so I'm feeling I'm feeling good, and you're you're in good position at seventy. Yeah. So we'll, there was we'll a, there on. was an FFS article that was like, on average, how did the free hit teams compare to the non free hit teams, and it broke it down by teams that planned for the blank, so maybe they had like between 8 and 11 players that they had accrued over time, teams that free hit, and teams that just didn't give a fuck and had like 5 players. Um, and we basically, on average, came up 20 points ahead. So get, gaining 20 points on a free hit, even though not pretty much no one returned, is really good business. Yeah, and the other thing that we've mentioned, which is, I didn't see this article, but 
it's very difficult to put a number on not planning and not getting in bad players who were bad, like people that have had Walcott for four or five blanks in a row right. leading up to the free hit. Like I had, I got Mares in and Mares has gotten me like fucking 40 points or something over the last handful of games. I don't know what it is, but yeah, those on, kind of things are very difficult to calculate. Yeah. And on average, it wasn't that significant, but for anyone who got in Mares or, and or son, so you you had an even bigger leg up for sure. Yeah, I mean, just think about like Everton haven't been keeping clean sheets. Walcott's been blanking. Cal Wilson hasn't scored a goal in three months. I mean, the players that you could have gotten that you've been holding. Shakiri, the only exception. He had a few good games, but but he still blanked three straight. Yeah, he still blanked three straight. But I mean, by and large, other than Liverpool, who everyone already had anyway. You know, you're you're looking at blank city for a, a good few game weeks if you're planning. So I think it just cemented it more for even looking to next season. If they keep the free hit chip, who knows? They keep mixing the rules up every year with new shit. Um, definitely going to not plan. Not planning's great. Yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. I feel like looking at mini leagues is a nice way to do it instead of like overall averages. And like in our mini league, or I'm sure in a lot of yours, like, there are teams that scored 50 points and it's just like, <laughs> they're just disaster. Like the biggest red arrow of life. So yeah, we picked bad teams, but I'm happy with my green, but we have other blanks to navigate. So let's yeah, do some let's housekeeping on. and move on. Yeah. So shout All out right. to the March leader thus far. One game week club for the mug FML field prize league, Brian Terrell, a gay Lukaku for cocoa buffs. Great name. Um, and shout out the top of the FMLPL public league leader. It's still John Arne Gulholm. Dude's a fucking beast. So. Let's go ahead. I mean, it's obvious what we have to focus on. It's obvious what everyone is talking about in Slack, on Twitter, and everything. And that's like the doubles were announced, the Game Week 34 doubles were announced, and the Game Week 35 blanks were confirmed. So everyone's fucking bugging out, wildcarding, trying to figure out who to target, who to not target, everything. So I don't know. how are you, You're not on wildcard, right? No, I mean, I'm nowhere near wildcard, and that's mainly because I didn't plan for Game Week 31. So, I mean, the teams that did plan for Game Week 31 and they have all this fucking dumpster fire in their team, you just have to wildcard. But I mean, I'm my team is absolutely fine. I'm probably just going to do Kane out. Like I am totally chilling until game week 34. Since I already used my bench boost all my fucking chips, I don't have to worry about doing a thing anything a week ahead. So right now, I'm tentatively thinking about wild carding in game week 34. Um, but I get it. I mean, if you were planning for game week 31 and you have all these Bournemouth players and shit in your team and Everton and Stoke and blah blah blah, then wild carding right now is fine. You just need to look at the teams and the schedule a lot closer. So Yeah, you just need to like beautiful mind it and come up with some sort of plan because the game week thirty five blank and shout out to like George and Jason and everyone who are gonna free hit in game week thirty five. It seems pretty much just as good a week as game week thirty one was to to free hit and I'm sure they'll get big greens that week. But so Can I just before you go there, I just one thing that I the difference to me between free hitting and game week 31, which we did in game week 35, is that if you don't plan for game week 31, you could realistically have three or four players in your team like that have a game in game week 31. That's so what we for had. Game week, 
That's that's what we had, and we didn't plan. We did the free hit, but for Game Week thirty five and Game Week thirty four, right? The teams that are blanking in thirty five are the teams that have doubles in thirty four, and there except, are only like Burnley, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Burnley doesn't count. Like the teams that have doubles are all like really bad, except for Leicester, who you probably want one player from. Spurs, who you could probably go for two. Chelsea, who, I mean, maybe one or two. And then also United, who have good fixtures, so maybe you go two. You could still get eight out. Like, you spend a transfer on someone for 35, like, you can still get eight players out in game week 35 without an issue. And you could still have 11 double game weekers for 34. Yeah, and there are much better teams in game week 35 than there were in game week 31. So, like, yeah. holding Liverpool, Arsenal, and City assets is not detrimental to your team like holding Everton Stoke blah 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 assets yeah, and, and that's the other thing you look at is like okay if you have a double in 34 but a blank in 35 a team like Liverpool has a game in both they both have two games in two game weeks so there's no difference it's really just if you're trying to maximize your bench boost there or maximize uh, a triple captaincy yeah a triple captaincy but it, realistically speaking if you take the chips out of it all of the teams basically have two two games in two weeks, and a team like Burnley with three games in the two game weeks. I mean, who knows how they're going to rotate? They fucking so, suck. Also, I like so many yeah, people. We can talk about Burnley a bit, but like so many people bring in Ashley Barnes, Tarkovsky, and like I keep get, saying Wood in every team. Wood, like, take Wood like, out. He's not, he's not nailed. Like, yeah, Burnley are bad. They've been bad for a. Um, Pretty much since they've been saved, they've been bad. <laughs> I will 100% have zero Burnley players in my team when I wildcard. I mean, I might have one. like yeah. uh, Without bench boost, I just there's no reason for me. Or something. Yeah, I, I just won't. They're but, so bad. So you're planning on, on wildcarding in 34? Um, yeah, right now I am. But I honestly, like, I'm going to probably just do Kane to Aubameyang this week because my team's fine and that's my only issue, but... I might not wild card in thirty four. I mean, I might wait and wild card in thirty seven when there are more doubles and we have a better idea of like and who's better, still playing better teams, better fixtures, yeah, and like who's who's still like in it, like who's playing. Because I'm worried if I wild card in thirty four that I'm going to be stuck with not such a good team for the run in. And I mean, we this is something that's we always kind of forget because it's so long in the distant past, but. The last like three or four game weeks of the season are so difficult in FPL because you have to see like which teams are still involved in Europe, which teams are on the beach, which teams are absolutely the worst teams ever. Like last year when we had Hall getting seven one to Spurs. Like yeah. I would like to if I could wait till thirty seven, a wild card would be really nice. So I might do that. Especially because in 34, the double game weeks, like they're really unappealing to me. I mean, yeah, I think Chelsea, so too. I just, the teams that are bad that have, that have games have really tough fixtures and they're bad teams and I want no part of them. And I mean, it's really like, like Spurs, United, Chelsea, I'm just not that interested in either. It's, it, I already have some players on their teams. Like, I don't know. I, I might, I might not wildcard in 34 and just, and just wait. Yeah, I mean, we, we should also say that it wouldn't be surprising if Chelsea hit some form and then, you know, you want two or three of their players in Game Week 34. Right. That's very possible. But, right. yeah, I mean, for me, I, I still have my bench boost. For me, I'm much more inclined to use my free transfers from now through 35 to kind of plan to have 
11 and 34 with some doublers and 11 and 35 if possible or as many as I can in 35 using free transfers, maybe a couple hits. And then wild card in 36, bench boost in 37 is like what I'm thinking because, yeah, the, the, the ceiling just seems so low in game week 34 compared to like double game weeks of past seasons where the ceiling is like 200 points. I just like there's so many bad teams with a lot of bad fixtures, and it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it. Yeah, but then the other thing is looking. If you have triple cap and bench boost left, you obviously want to, at this point, use them for the doubles if you've waited this long. So you're tri- I don't triple capping 34 and bench boosting 37 would be template, I think, right? Yeah, the only thing is I just don't really see a good triple cap in 34 at all. I mean, you, I guess you have to look at United because they have home West Brom at Bournemouth. But yeah, people, I mean, Lukaku I'm sure that or, we, or Alexis Lukaku will be the highest captain, and some people will will triple captain him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Mares at Burnley home Southampton, but you don't. He's been really good, but he doesn't feel like someone you put triple cap on. I don't yeah, know. he feels kind of risky. Yeah, yeah. and Sp- I mean, Spurs have City at home, so that's that's tough. I don't know. Yeah, if Spurs are if Kane is back and Spurs are you know one point ahead of Chelsea or something, you know, like still really close in the top four race, they might just destroy Brighton, and it might still be worth it. And Kane could score yeah. versus anyone, obviously. So yeah, it's true. This is true. But um, yeah, I, I mean that's just the template move. But like if you instead just used your triple cap on Salah and some other good fixture. I don't even think like, it's that bad. I mean, home Bournemouth, 34. Yeah. and No, I mean, I think that's bad. I think you got to go for the doubler. Like, that's the, that's what the triple cap's for. You get you get yeah. the bonus points for minutes played. You got to go yeah, for that. you get a lot of points. Ceiling, yeah. It's just, it just doesn't feel that good. Maybe Chaz Austin, dude. So, where do you? I mean, it's a tough it's a tough pod today because so many people are on wild card, but most people are not on wild card. Do you want to like look at players that have doubles in thirty four that we like now? Yeah, let's look at you, that. Let's let's look at game week thirty four guys that we like. Let's look maybe at game week thirty five guys who we think are holds, even though they're not doubling. And I don't know, maybe start there. It is a tough week to pot. I feel like every single person that like tweeted in and wrote in in Slack has like a slightly different situation. Like they have no chips left or they have all their chips left. They're on wild card. They're not on wild card. They have the worst team ever. They have a really good team. Like there's so many different team dependent things that'll kind of shape your individual strategy going forward. So 34 with doubles. Uh, let's like start with the bad teams, I guess. We have like Bournemouth there at Liverpool, home United. Uh, Brighton have at Palace, home Spurs. Burnley have home Leicester, home Chelsea. So all three of those teams have one extremely difficult fixture. And Bournemouth have want, two. Bournemouth have two. I mean, do you, do you want one player from any of these teams? Um, Bournemouth, no. I don't think you could possibly reason having anyone from from Bournemouth. Um, if Burnley hit some defensive form, it went Heaton back and Tarkovsky back. Sure, I guess, but I don't really see a clean, even though, you know, they're good at turf more. It's like one of those, if you're bench boosting in 34 and you need a four or five defender, you would look there. 
Yeah, I think that's it. I don't really. I'm not. The ce- again, the ceiling is just so fucking low. Like how many? The ceiling points? is six, seven points. They clean Leicester and they got one point against Chelsea. Yeah, something like that. And then Brighton. I mean, at Palace is decent. I think those teams are are pretty level. They could do big, big Darb. Yeah, big Darby. Sure, like Gross is cheap enough. Murray is cheap enough that you can. Bank the two points against Spurs, and maybe they'll get a return versus Palace. That's fine, but I feel like that's it. Yeah, I would probably, if you have to put, if you're again looking for a cheap third striker and you're looking to bench Lewis in 34, I'd rather have Murray than anyone on Burnley. Yeah, even though Burnley play in 35. But then the other thing, right? Like, we get so blinded by the double game mix, but. Brighton have one game against Spurs and the other game against Palace. Like there are other teams that have single game weeks that have way better fixtures that you like don't need, uh, maybe don't even go there, you know. Right. Like who are you looking at? I don't know. I mean Swansea or home Everton, like that's pretty good. I mean Wat even like Watford at Huddersfield, like I would rather think that Deeney has a better chance to give you returns in one game against fucking shit ass Huddersfield than Glenn Murray, I, maybe not. I'm not sure. Right, and people probably on their wild cards or whatever go like Firmino to Murray, but Firmino's home Bournemouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, the other thing I forgot I was shouting earlier is, I mean, Chaz Austin is getting kind of close. Chaz Austin, and, that's the guy. Yeah, if you're wild carding now and you're going to be in a three-five-two, which is the formation I think everyone should be in if they're wild carding right now, just because I don't, I think the the expensive strikers that you could stick a few in there, but I think that it's way better to put money in midfield because there are just so many more options. But if you're going to go 3-5-2 and you're going to only really need that third striker spot for your bench boost week, Chaz Austin's someone that's good to speculate on if you're wildcarding now, I think, because he has a double in 34. It's not a great one. It's home Chelsea at Leicester. But if he's back in a couple weeks for that and he looks like he could start both, then that's the kind of guy you'd want. Yeah, and versus, I mean, looking way ahead, Southampton will be doubling again probably in 37. Yeah, the only thing that's tough is, I mean, if you aren't going to be free-hitting in 35, you really need to limit your exposure to how many doublers you pick in your 34 team because you know you don't want to run out six players. And every, yeah, it's not worth it. every player that you take, except for Burnley, but every player that you take on... One of these shitty teams is a player that's blanking in 35, so you don't gain anything because you're still getting two games in two game weeks. Right, so you're going to have a... If you if you go that kind of reckless route and just can't help yourself with the doubles, you're going to have a nice green in 34 and a disastrous red in 35, most likely, because it'll, yeah. it'll just balance out. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like maybe if you're wildcarding, you go Heaton as your second keeper, you know, and... Start him there and start him in 35. You know, there's ways around it and shit. And yeah. maybe two backup Burnley defenders or something, you know, like since they're just on your bench anyway every other week. And yeah. that'll give you two extra guys in 35. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then I guess bad. in the. I mean, yeah. yeah, those teams are bad and, and the fixtures are bad for them all. So. What about Southampton? I, Is there anyone else that you. Yeah, you I think at? like Southampton and Leicester are kind of in like a different category. I both. I, I think they're both like a little bit better than the three teams you just mentioned. Um, I, I like Austin always, but it's a question of his fitness, especially after how long he's been out. I mean, it's. 
Game Week 34 is far away, but it's also not that far away. I don't know if he's going to be fit to play two games, and one of them is Chelsea. So it doesn't feel great. I, I don't know. You, you're gonna if you're bench boosting in 34, you got to pick someone. I would prefer Austin in that sub six million price range than anyone else. Yeah, um, definitely. That have a double game week that week. Uh, Leicester. It's again. I think it depends if you have your free hit th- for 35. Mares, I think, is the easiest inclusion in, in mostly all teams. I've seen him in pretty much every single yeah, wildcard I think team I've looked at. Yeah, the nailed thing ever to in, yeah. in every wildcard team. Yeah, and like it's the kind of thing I would not take like Vardy over Firmino right now. If I'm wildcarding in 34, maybe I would, but right now I would not do that. I don't think Vardy has a place in teams. And then it's again, it just depends. If you're going to free hit in 35, then bench fodder Leicester def- defender is or Leicester. Heaton, maybe a Heaton Schmeichel combo is pretty good, but if having a lesser defender because those are good fixtures and they're cheap, like Chilwell. But at the same time, I don't know if Chilwell's going to play both games because it's two games in a week and Maguire's expensive. They don't keep cleans. They don't keep cleans. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And their defense fucking sucks. Yeah, it's bad. So I would probably only go Mares if, I mean, I, I'd probably only go Mares. I feel like there's a better chance. That Swansea will clean Everton at home, then Leicester getting one clean in either of those games. Right. And again, like uh, we're just going to keep banging the drum, but Leicester have a double and a blank. You know, so when you're looking at someone like Vardy, that sounds nice to have a double, but Firmino also has two games, and he's on a team that scores a lot more goals, and they have born, home Bournemouth at West Brom. So I don't think it's close. I think yeah, Firmino's the only just thing way I- better. Yeah, the only thing I haven't checked the schedule, but when those city games come, like I'm not sure how yeah, that's, that's going to interfere. That's going to be tricky. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think City don't have a double in 34, but I've seen a lot of people very shying, very far away from City because of the perceived rotation, because they won the league and they're in Europe. I I think that's a little bit misguided because we do this every year where we're like. Oh, they have nothing to play for. They're going to rotate like fuck. Like Pep doesn't rotate. I mean, Klopp's maybe he'll rest someone like for one game, but he still wants to win every league game. So I would not just like jettison players on City or Liverpool because you think the league is second priority because they're still going to play first teams most games. Well, also, and, Liverpool's still in the top four race, and that's yeah, that's huge. And so the yeah. the first round of the quarterfinals, Liverpool City and Champs League, is between thirty two and thirty three. And the next leg is between 33 and 34. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it's possible. Like, it's possible that 34 comes and, you know, Firmino's out of the team. Or, yeah, you know. especially because it's Bournemouth. Yeah. But, but a lot of that will depend also just on the league table, I think. Like, if there's a chance Liverpool kind of pull away, can pad the top four race a little bit, and then you obviously take that risk. There's also a chance they drop points and they're level with Chelsea for fourth, and then it's no fucking way that they're resting, you know. Yeah, and the other thing too is it's something just taking a step back and looking at the season as a whole. It's the 38 games. We obsess as obviously we have a fucking podcast and you're listening to this podcast, so we're all psychos in here together. We obsess over every little detail and schedule and how many days off between games and everything like this, but the fact of the matter is most of our players blank more often than not every game week. So... If the player gets two or zero, like that's why we have a bench. That's sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't get lucky. Like we don't fucking throw our chairs against the wall when we don't get a clean sheet for a player. Like it happens. So you want to just have good guys. We've been saying this all year. It's something we have not been saying in years past. But 
if you get good guys on good teams and they miss a game, the next guy steps up. But the more the chances are he's going to get points in the games that he's not rested for, the games around that game. Versus if you take someone who has less of a rotation risk because they're not in Europe. Well, they're not in Europe because they're a fucking play for Leicester who can't score more than two goals a game and have one clean sheet in the last three months. Like you want players on Liverpool, so yeah. That's it's just important to keep in mind and have a little perspective there. Like you could say, like, no, Pep's going to rotate so much. Like I don't, I don't want anyone on City. Like I only want like Walker. And it's just like, well, they score four goals a game still. Like you know, you want probably like Sterling. Like, do you want Hazard more than De Bruyne just because Chelsea suck and they're not in Europe? Like Chelsea suck and they're not in Europe. You want De Bruyne because he's a fucking monster. Like those are the kind of things also just to keep in mind at this at this juncture. Yeah, City is so as it has been for I guess the first like third of the season, it it's just so tough with them because they also have Manchester Derby and away Spurs. So they have really bad fixtures. But yeah, I mean I think it was Aaron who wrote in on Slack that no one's picking City players on their wild card. It's like it's a little bit crazy. Like they're still by far the best team in the league. They might be the best team in Europe. That's not out of the question at all. And you can't just play a B team in the league every week and just hope that your guys like retain their form and fitness for Champions League. That's just like not how it works. I'm sure there will be some rotation, but trying to predict it is is essentially impossible. Yeah, I mean, I get it because they have you. They have United in thirty three and Spurs in thirty four. Like those are tough games, but they could score multiple goals in both those games. They also have Swansea home in thirty five. So it's, and it's again it's, away this week. Yeah, and they're double in thirty seven as Huddersfield Brighton. It's just like they're really good. You're going to get two games in two game weeks. You need players for game week thirty five again. I mean, if you have the free hit, then you're a little bit. It's a little bit easier not to have them, but then you're going to want three of them for 37 when they have by far the best fixtures of any double game week team in 37 with home Huddersfield and home Brighton. That's just Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to want three. You're going to want three players there. So that I mean, is for me, Tunes, dude, fuck. yeah. So like for me, I mean, Ederson, I think is a great shout. I still think Raz is a good shout. I De Bruyne, I think is fantastic. Jesus Aguero, now that they're both healthy, is, I think, complete no-fly zone. But David Silva, maybe a little bit more rotation. But, I mean, you can have still just, like, Ederson and or Walker slash Otamendi. If you've had Otamendi for a long time, you have value tied up, plus De Bruyne or plus Sterling. Like, you could have two of them, and you should be comfortable going into 37, and then you get your third. Yeah, I think so. And... Uh, I feel like a lot of people are also downplaying the league or ignoring the fact that like City have a chance to break. I don't. I think like ten different records this season. Like Pep's going to want to do that. The players are going to want to do that. Every all their fans are going to want to do that. Like most points, most goals, like all that shit. That that matters to players. Like we see it every year with Kane going for the Golden Boot and et cetera, et cetera. Like that shit matters to players, even though it doesn't matter technically for you know anything else and they should be playing for that I don't see just Foden being nailed from game week 34 on because they'll probably wrap up the league against United that's just not how shit works usually Yeah, I mean they're just having fun and the players don't want to have like an early break because every single one of Man City's 11 is going to the World Cup and starting for their country so they're going to want to keep it up and keep the, the, the pedal to the metal so 
I think it's. I'm very surprised to have seen how few Man City players are in the wildcard teams that I've looked at. Yeah, I would. Ha- I would have two if I had it right now. Even though they have got a couple tough fixtures, they what do you just. Think they're you'd wa- have? I would, haven't like tinkered because I'm not in the wildcard mode, but I would have either Ederson or Walker, and then I would have either Raz or De Bruyne. Yeah, I think that's pretty that's, good. That's probably it, but. Yeah, I fucking have Aguero and Kane, and that's not so good. No, that's not so good. We'll get there. But I mean, I, the thing, it's like there's Son, Mares, Salah, Sterling. I don't know who else might. Like, Willian now's in getting in there. Like, Mkhitaryan's getting in there. Like, there are a lot of names for that kind of 8 million to 10 million. I mean, Hazard. So it's, it's, it's difficult to pick. And yeah. I mean, if you're spending 10-plus on De Bruyne with these tough fixtures and no double until 37, and you're, like, bench-boosting in 34, you know, I could see you want to go a little more flair for the double in 34, but the player's not going to play in 35. So what's the double? What's what's the point? Yeah, and if you have all your chips, chips, this is a different talk that we're having. But it is interesting. I think both you and I, with no free hit left, are probably both going to be transferring guys who either double or play in Game Week 35 for all of our free transfers through Game Week 35, right? Because you, I mean, you I, kind of yeah. have to pick. Yeah, I think the bench boost aside, when you look at Game Week 34 and 35, I think you need to look at them together. And if you're bench boosting in 34, that's a different category. You just want to pick however many players you think are going to have play both games. But I if you're not doing that, I mean I almost like teams that don't have a double more because there's less risk of rotation because they have a, a regular rest period in between games. And they're better teams mostly. Yeah, so like look at Arsenal for example. They're at Newcastle in 34 and they're home West Ham in 35. That's fucking good. And I would rather have really Mkhitaryan good. for both of those games than Willian for the double in 34. At Southampton, at Burnley, when where Pedro's I don't even going to come yeah, in for one of yeah, them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's starting both, and he gets subbed off every game, and then a blank in thirty-five. Like those are the kind of things. If you're not bench boosting, that you should be looking at yeah, when you're, you're deciding what to do with too, your team. That's important. And you're not free hitting, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. The only thing with Arscast is they also have their Europa League quarterfinals, which really is the only thing that matters for them at this point. The best thing about Aubameyang is that he's cup tied. Yeah, so yeah. he's just yeah. amazing stats, amazing fixtures, good form, nailed. Uh, that's yeah. just like, he's just like the most automatic pick. I, people have been tweeting in teams with like Rom and Vardy, and I'm just like, Oba, like first name. Like you just got to get Aubameyang. Like just. Yeah. I think that it's absolutely psychotic if you do not have Aubameyang. Yeah. That's it's it. weird I mean, that he's only just... risen point one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, the, you know how fucked the price changes are during. Yeah, the I just we both kind of haven't been paying attention in this in this extended break, and I assumed don't, I was going to come back that. to Kane point three drop and Oba point three rise, and I was like, yeah. fuck. But they've both yeah. only exchanged point one, so it's weird. My my team value one hundred three point six is ridiculous. Usually it's like, it's like a one of, radio one of, station. You need to be above yeah. the FM radio stations if you have good <laughs> yeah. team value. At this point, I'm usually like 106 or something. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, we're both like listening to classic rock right now on our team. Uh, any so 
Just reeling it back, we got on a tangent big time there. Anything on Southampton? You see they have home Chelsea at Leicester. They got at West Ham, at Ars Cast the next two. They got Sparky Bounce. I mean, do you do you see anything that you like there? I mean, I like a lot of their individual defenders. I don't want any of them for Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, which is 33 and 34 for them. I, I just don't see it clean. Their defense has been awful, and Sparky doesn't, doesn't I don't know, help that at all for me. Um I mean, like, I just think they're a monitor. Any other guy is a monitor. Like, if JWP nails himself, maybe had plays pretty well coming up and Chaz Austin is scoring, like, sure. But I'm not really. Honestly, not really. I don't see much there that I'm interested in. Yeah, I agree. And then outside of Mars, I mean, we talked about Vardy defense, whatever. So Spurs Spurs have home city at Brighton in the double. Yeah. Um, Kane, obviously, huge question mark. Don't know when he's going to come back. Son is in a lot of teams. He's a fantastic pick. Um, yeah, Son's good against any. He's fixture proof. He's, yeah, he's, he's just he's, great. He's the danger man. He looks great. Um, definitely someone to consider. Outside of that, I mean, defense. Do you want any of them? They're still expensive. I mean, I have Davis, and he's not going anywhere. I'm very happy to have him. Um, okay. You think I, he'll play both? Do you think Rose is going to come back in or what? I mean, it's always a shout with Rose, but just looking at their team. Fixtures coming up, like at Chelsea Home City, not great shots for cleans. But in the other two in that period are at Stoke and at Brighton. For a team like Spurs, very high percent chance of cleans. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy with Davis. I'm ha- like, if people pick Vert, I think that's totally fine. Okay. Um, yeah. And the last team we, have to, we haven't covered is Chelsea. They're at Southampton, at Burnley in 34. Conte rumored to leave in the summer. Uh, they seem like an absolute shambles to me. I am kind of thinking about avoiding completely. Yeah, a lot of it's going to depend on results in the coming weeks. Like I said, I think two pods ago, like they're very on the precipice of just being out of the top four race and out of all comps, basically, except I think they're still, yeah, they're still in the FA Cup. So I don't know. I mean, if, if that happens... We're probably going to see some insane Conte rotation like he did last year for FA Cup. And, you know, it might even be a B team in both the 34 matches setting up for the FA Cup and 35 for them. But I don't know. Again, it's like a wait and see. I mean, if Giroud nails himself, I think he's a fine 8.2 million striker. He's been like, his stats have been really good, even though the returns haven't been that good. Hazard is obviously. Fixture proof, but also, you know, whatever the opposite of fixture proof is at the same time. And he could do anything. He's kind of a fun guy to get, I guess, in your wild card because he has such a high ceiling and he seems to be totally nailed. So, you, as someone like Hazard for home West Ham at Southampton at Burnley, you know, three chances you expect to return there, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. I mean, like, someone like Willian, I really like Willian, and he's been playing so well. I don't know if he plays both 34 matches. Like, he gets rotated all the time. He gets subbed off every match. Pedro is there. They have other guys. I, I just don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they're just kind of a wait-and-see for me. I don't. Maybe Alonzo, the only one that I'd be looking at right now, if I had him, that I would keep him. Everyone else, I think, is like you can make an argument for or against. Why would you keep Alonzo? Um, I mean, their defense has been really 
bad lately. But again, those three fixtures of home, West Ham, outside Southampton, at Burnley, you got to expect two clean sheets out of three there, even though their defense has been the opposite of clean sheets. And Alonso still just the attacking prowess. I mean, it's just so ridiculously high that if he gets one or two clean sheets and one or two attacking returns, like he, that's insane. And he's just swimming in points. I think that's realistic for him. Okay. Um, as usual, completely overlooked United. I don't even, they don't register as a team to me, but United <laughs> do have a double in 34. Yeah, very the good best, one. by far the best double. Yeah, and they also have a very good double in 30, 37. Um, 34, they're at home, West Brom at Bournemouth. 37, they're at Brighton at West Ham. It's absurd. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, I mean, what are we doing here? Are we looking back at Lukaku or... Well, I want to start at the back because you were shouting out Ederson, and I just, I mean, I've had De Gea forever at this point, but it's hard to look past De Gea. I mean, like, they haven't been that good lately. Buyback makes a big difference, but just, they have at City in gaming 33, they have home Arsenal in gaming 36, and realistically, every other match could be a clean. Like, they're that, the fixtures are that absurdly good. That they they could just end the season with like a retarded amount of cleans. Excuse my language. A ridiculous amount of cleans. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I think like Valencia would probably be the only other defender. Maybe by uh, we if you're wild card right now, I'd be very nervous. But by and I just don't know if he's going to be playing as every game. But yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing that you kind of have to like take that gamble. I think with Bay yeah, because yeah. Smalling Valencia has the Jones expensive. factor. You yeah, never Valencia's know with either of them. Valencia is a million more expensive than Bayi, yeah. so yeah, he's too expensive. Hey, it feels good though. Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, and then uh, what do you see in midfield? I mean, Lingard's kind of in and out. I, I'm I'm thinking about Alexis. I feel like he's the kind of guy that I go for at this point of the season. Like, would you go for Alexis over Hazard? Yeah, no question. Yeah, right. I I think that's not an easy close. one. Also, like yeah, he's been. And yeah, this is not even United bias because I've, every United fan that we talk to in Slack and everything feels the same way. He's been worse than bad. He's been worse than you could possibly imagine he would have been for such a good player. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on with him there. His stats are still good, though. Like, his stats are still saying that he should be returning and he should be getting assists and he takes enough shots that he should be scoring some goals. And if you... Uh, aside from at City in 33, home Swansea, home West Brom at Bournemouth is ridiculous. It's just insane. Like, And he has two two goal ceiling in all of those, which is you know very rare for a midfielder. So it seems it seems like a fun punt to take for sure. Yes, I agree. I He's been, as you said, beyond awful, but he's the kind of player that just snaps into form in a, in a moment's notice and just bangs a brace. And... And we don't know if he's still on pens. Hopefully not on pens since he misses everyone he takes. But yeah, it's just minus 11, points. Eleven five is extremely expensive. It's very difficult to fit him in. Um, making if Kane's out, it makes it a little easier. But I mean, Kane should be back by thirty four. At the same time, I don't really feel like Kane has done anything this season to prove that he needs to be in your team. I think we need to kind of break that from what we thought of in the last two years because he has been. Anything but. Uh, he has some hat tricks and some explosive games, but he hasn't had a double-digit return since Game Week 23, and he just hasn't looked that good either. So Kane becomes required in Game Week 36. 
36 when they, they have Watford. They're Watford, home Watford. Yeah. They're double in 37. We assume it's 37 is at West Brom home Newcastle. And then 38, they're home Leicester. Kane always fucking turns it on at the end. Golden boot merchant. That's when you, that's when Kane's a must, I feel like, but yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, yeah. so, I mean, that's a long time away, but I think for 34 and like right now, especially United have Swansea at home coming up. I feel like Alexis is a really nice book. It's, it goes against in, intuition just because he's looked so bad, but it's just like a, a little feeling, I think. And uh, Lukaku is just so uninspiring. He's so annoying and frustrating. And I fucking hate watching him. And he's done really badly for me this season when I've owned him in FPL. He was okay at the beginning of the season, but I'm, I'd rather go, if I'm spending the same amount of money on the attacker, I'd rather go for the midfielder who has a clean sheet point and he has the extra point for the goals. And I think he's more explosive. Lukaku doesn't fucking double return. He doesn't know how to do that. So I like Alexis a lot. Very, very high on him for the run, and I feel like he's going to just get points. And whoever takes the leap of faith is going to be rewarded. I mean, I don't want to go that far because who the fuck knows what he's going to do? But, no, no, I don't know what anyone's going to do, but I think he's going to do well. So that's what I'm putting my I'm putting my right. ball and on. yeah, and like we were just talking about with like ceiling and stuff like that. I mean, his ceiling compared to Lukaku's is they're not in the same conversation at all. Yeah, and I mean, and I guess I just mentioned that they might have like six of their next eight game uh, fixtures might be clean sheets too, <laughs> and that's a lot of fucking points to just get for free. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I like that shot a lot. It's an insane punt, but insane punts are really fucking fun. And there's honestly not that many other guys, aside from, I guess, Chaz Austin that we mentioned, that are punts that we both back. You know what I mean? Yep. Everyone else seems kind of bad. Or bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Alexis in. Wow. Never thought I'd say that again. He's good. Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> he's kind of good. He's kind of bad. Oh, maybe he's not good enough. But yeah, again, like the stats. I I know I'm such a stat merchant, but like we just talked about Hazard, and Hazard creates a billion more chances than Alexis. So Alexis still creates some, but like the shots, the touches in the box, the fucking X goals, like that shit. With as bad as Alexis has been, to still be this much higher. Then Hazard and all of those metrics is still, you know, it, it tells the story. It tells, it backs everything that we're saying. Good. Thank you, Stat Merchant, for backing Stat, Stat Merchant, you know. Um, yeah, so that's the I mean, 34, we, guys. Yeah, I mean, 34, I guess that's bucked. I don't know what we're going to talk about next pod. Fuck. I don't know what we're, gonna, I don't even know what we're talking about this current pod. I mean, everything's still. So if you still had your triple cap, Bocce coach says on Slack, if you still had your triple cap, who would your top targets be and when? That stuff. Do you have the ball? I mean, would you have the balls to triple cap Alexis in thirty four? That seems fucking. I, I would probably. I would probably look for De Bruyne in thirty seven. That's what I would do. But that would mean you're not bench boosting in thirty seven. Bench boost is a fucking worthless chip. Like I used it in a single game week, and I got six. It's a fucking absolutely worthless chip. And mortgaging the game weeks beyond the bench boost because you think you're going to get extra points for doublers on your bench on shitty teams that you're spending four or five on the defenders and backup goalies is just misguided. Yeah, it just triple cap I, and, and free hit have triple so, cap is so many triple cap is potential. Yeah, I mean, if you hit if De Bruyne hits a double return in both those games, like. The triple captain 
the triple captain trip is worth like what are we? We're talking about like th- almost thirty points. You're not going to hit over fifteen points on your bench boost. Like if you're lucky, you hit fifteen points. Yeah, fifteen uh, is a really good bench boost. Yeah, and, and again, the way that we're like, if your bad players have good, your bad players that you don't fucking start are two defenders, your backup goalie, and your last attacker. So yeah, if attacker. you hit, if you hit two clean sheets. And a blank in the attacker of those four players, that is a very successful bench boost. Give me the bench boost. Yeah, and that's like good. Give me that on a single game week when I don't have to spend extra money on my fucking double game week bench when they all suck anyway, just for one week. Like, I fucking just don't get that. I I think it's so illogical. Yeah, anyway, in summation. So for me, there's no reason to bench boost in 37. Yes. 100%. 100%. But yeah, if you have a different category. Left, I would prioritize the triple right. cap over the bench boost without question. And I think the best triple cap is City and 37. I mean, maybe like Aguero gets hurt and Jesus is like the only striker or something. But right now, my gut would be on KDB and 37 for triple cap. Yeah, bench like boost that. can just yeah, fuck I mean, right it's, off. It's obviously know. really far away at 37. But you look at the other potentials. Spurs are at West Brom home Newcastle. That's a potential Kane triple cap. Arsenal's home Burnley at Leicester. Potential Oba triple cap if he's just flying. You know, there's so many more options in 37. And just yes. using your bench boost in like 34, even though there aren't that many doublers, at least there's no blank. So you should still get 15 guys if your team is not dead. That's fine. I mean, honestly, you could also, if you have your bench boost and your wild card in, you could also bench boost in like fucking 36 and set your team up so that you have a full team in 35. Like that is maybe better because you're guaranteeing yourself that your bench is going to be playing because there's not a shortened rest period between the fixtures that happens in the double game week and you're going to get more players out in 35. Like that could be a thing. I don't know. I just that, Does that make sense what I just said? I don't think so. I didn't follow. Hmm. Like so, if you if you bench boost in game week thirty six, which is a single game week, yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I lost it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's so many other strategies. Like F- FPL and booze on Slack said, if you guys had all your chips, could field a decent eleven and thirty five. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it back. I got okay, it. Okay. Okay. If you if you are getting all of your if you're having a full bench of double game weakers and fifteen double game weakers for thirty four bench boosts, then you're fucked in thirty five unless if you have your free hit chip. But if you set your team up to just have like a regular thirty four team and not bench boost. You could bench boost in 36 and look at the shitty teams that would make up your bench anyway and look to those teams that have good games in 36. Like Bournemouth have at Southampton, Brighton are at Burnley, Burnley are at home Brighton, like Palace are home Leicester, a lot of the bad teams. As as just bench boosting in 32, 33, 36, or 38. Yes. You're just yeah. saying in one of the single game weeks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think that's, I, I think that's I think that's better. Yeah. I just think that's better. Like that obviously I, I use my bench boost in a single game week, but I still think Ed, you're you have more points potential to bench boost in thirty four 
if you're not using in 37, I don't know why. Yeah, but then, but then you have to look at who's missing in 35. Like, no, I, absolutely. You have to balance yeah, it. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm saying in 34 is you wouldn't get 15 doublers like traditional, like old seasons. You just have some doublers, but still be preparing for 35. You know what I mean? Kind of like how we're doing it, just add in a bench boost. I have seen like 75% of the wild cards have Salah and all double game makers in 34. That's just ignorant. Unless you have your free hit. Yeah, maybe they have, and I just haven't seen a lot, it. Like, a lot I've of seen, people have free hit. Like, again, like George, that was George Merchant was going after that, and guess Jason and stuff. But yeah, but like I've seen a lot of teams like that. So I, don't know. I mean, that's just yeah, that's just ignoring what ha- just happened in gaming thirty one and no, thinking but, you're going to be fine in thirty five, but you're going to be but, not fine. But that's what happens every year when the double game weeks happen. Like everyone wants fifteen, like. They want as close to 15 as many as possible. And then yeah. we, it always happens, and we're like, fuck. Like, why did we do that? Now look at my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think our approach is much better. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, um, we'll, see, yeah, we'll see today, tomorrow, and Friday. I'm sure everyone will be, like, tweeting in, slacking, rate my team, all that shit. So we'll see what everyone else is working on. I'm sure there's, like, a billion different strategies that people are going for. Yeah. All right, let's 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 look on to next week and get, get going here. Yeah, let's look at Game Week 32. I haven't looked at it for not even one second. Um, so you're, you're probably... Well, let's talk captains first, I guess. Um, is there anyone other than Salah? Yeah, I mean, I'm not capping him because it's a, it's a pal. Oh, come on. Uh, no, I'm not. Actual not. That's Walsh's rule. Yeah, I'm going on OBS. Yeah, Obama? Yeah, I guess yep. so. But for everyone who's not a diehard Palace fan, I think it's obviously most a lot. It's pretty obvious, but I mean, Ma, he's he has not faced the moms, so we'll see what mom says about him. Yeah, Mama Saka. I don't know. We'll see. I like I like Aubameyang a lot against Stoke. I mean, we we play you guys really well. We always play well against Liverpool, always. and Mama back kept it clean. We're looking pretty decent. I mean, we played really good in the midfield, middle of the park against Huddersfield. I think. Home, it's the early game. I think we're going to be up for it. I think it's going to be a really tough game for you guys. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we sneak a draw. So, but yeah, Aubameyang, I'm I'm getting the feels. It's, it'll be nice to have it going in a Sunday. Stoker, I don't know. I think Stoker may be losing it a little bit, and they're going to have to go away. We know Arsenal go to Emirates. So I like I like Aubameyang. Yeah, I like Aubameyang so. too. I just I think it's absolutely crazy to not caps all off here. Anyone but Walsh. Yeah, here we are. We're going OBS. He just fucking. Kept his scoring up in the break. Like he's just ridiculous. He just scored fucking four goals. Yeah, he's good, but Hobbs is good. Yeah, Hobbs is good. Um, so I mean, you basically said you you only have one free, right? So you're doing Kane to Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The yeah, straightforward. Okay. I, I love the move. It feels template, but it's just a good move. It's just good. Yeah, and it, it also does like lean me a little bit. More to saving my wild card maybe for a 37 because Aubameyang someone that I could just slot in there and, and keep him until then. Right, because he the, plays in 35 is so important for like everyone yeah. that either of us are bringing in. That's a that's a yeah. huge factor. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna ha- I have you know I have a few Liverpool players. I saw Walker and Sterling. I have Alonso still on my team. I mean Mars looks really good. Benteke is a problem. He was so bad against Huddersfield. It's very upsetting. He's probably on a short leash, but I'm gonna just take it week by week. I, I'm I'm 
really have not obsessively planned around this time period like I normally do, and I feel like it's been to my benefit because I know if this was last year with like the blank game week last last game week, I would probably be eighty thousand places lower because I wouldn't have free hit and I would have talked myself into saving it and blah blah blah, and I would have had you know. Walcott for two months and shit. So. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Benteke and, and all Palace players is that after Liverpool, their run is just jizz fest, just green pastures forever. And I think they're way better than every other team that they play, except Leicester, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, and that's another yeah, no thing. Blank. I mean, yeah, no blank. And Benteke, obviously, against Liverpool, that's like the game he marked on his calendar. Yeah, before that's a big game. For him. Out. So, he was really bad against Huddersfield, like very bad. Steve yeah. Mounier levels of bad. So if he doesn't snap it, snap back in against Liverpool, I might be looking at getting rid of him the following week, even though the fixtures are good. Just I think I would keep he's, him. A, he's a confidence player, though, and we, we see him go on these dry runs. And totally, he was but like, that confidence is, it comes and goes. Like he's at Bournemouth yeah, the next week, and if he scores, he's back to being confident. You know, I just, I think. I would keep him personally. I, I, I actually yeah, like that. I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Because yeah, I'm, I'm on the other side of the coin because I think that for him, it's like if he looks bad against Liverpool and he's just like fucking heading shit out of bounds and being a dumb piece of shit like he was against Huddersfield, I wouldn't want to like just assume the fixtures are going to make him score points because he usually doesn't score because he's usually really bad. And yeah. I mean, he, the dude has two goals all season. And he hasn't really been hurt, but he has two goals. So <laughs> not a lot of goals. <laughs> not a lot of goals. And that's your actual job. So whatever. Benteke aside, I mean my team looks good. I saw Mane Salah, like Sterling. I just the thirty-four double is not exciting to me because they blank in thirty-five and I don't have my free hit. So keeping single game weakers that play in thirty-four is fine to me, as long as I have enough that's- players for thirty-five to field a full team. So I mean, as of right now, I'm leaning towards Doing the Aubameyang transfer, looking at it again next week, maybe doing something to get to get a double or something, but but saving my wild card. Yeah, I love it. I mean, so I also have Kane, and I'll also I think go to Aubameyang. I think that's automatic. My midfield's phenomenal. I like some of my defenders. Some are really bad. My other problem is just Kuhn. And I obviously only have one one free transfer because of free hit it last week. So I don't know. I mean, they're talking about he'll probably be fit for it, but I don't see any reason on earth Pep risks him at Everton with Manchester Derby the week after, where he'll definitely be fit for that. So and they'll you know that's the week they win the league. Um, so I don't know. It's a problem. Like uh, maybe I should be taking a hit, getting in someone who. Who plays in thirty-five? I don't really even know who I would target. Um, Have to be Lukaku, but he doesn't play in thirty-five. Mm. That—that's what sucks. That's what's like. Yeah, Lukaku. I like him for the run, but I don't have my free hit, so it's it's kind of, from my perspective, a wasted free transfer to get someone in who blanks in thirty-five because yeah. once thirty-five rolls around, I'm going to be bugging and I'm going to have to transfer them probably right back out. Yeah, Bob. Who? Bob. Yeah, I could get Bob. That's simple. Yeah, maybe I just double swap fucking Bob and Oba in. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's a. It seems like a good minus four. There's like zero percent chance Kane plays, very low percent chance Kuhn plays, and he's not even nailed when he's back fit. So. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna play like a Bono? 
Yeah, I don't want to play Quainer or my other shitty ass bench players. Right, so, yeah, I, I think that's that's a pretty good move. Maybe I'll look there. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, so that's where we're at. Nicole. Wow, dude, it feels good to be back. Even though it's kind of like a crazy ass pod, it still feels really good to be back. It's always a nice pod to be with you, Alon, my best friend. I think so too. It's a good job by us. Good job by you. Um, there's no patron anus laps this week with a slow international break. No pod expected, I guess. So that's it. Any last words? Did we fill in patron that we're going to be suspending patron for the summer? No, we talk about that but on the we pod? will do that at the time. Yeah, for any, for any patrons listening or prospective patrons of the future, when we're doing our World Cup pods and there's no Prem, no FEL, we're going to suspend all payments. So everyone who's like already subscribed and in the Slack and all that shit will stay, but the payments will be suspended and unpaused. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, you you won't be charged or anything. We're just it's gratis for the off season. Since yeah, it's obviously off season. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go wrap it. Check us out fmlpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlpl. Support us at patreon.com/slash fmlpl and cheers.